Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. Hello, men, and welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages, how to manage the ups and downs in marriage. No matter where your marriage is at, there's going to be times that are good and times that are harder. And when we make that a problem, it um, causes a lot of issues. So we're going to talk about what to do about that, how to manage those ups and downs today. My name is Mike Fraser, MD. I'm a psychiatrist and marriage coach, and I help high-achieving Christian men have more intimate marriages. So some wins from guys in the program, the Strong Men, Strong Marriages program. Guys are finding that increased peace, confidence, and internal strength which is so cool to see as they're working through and, and managing their thoughts and emotions better, which we're talking a little, a little about today. Guys are improving their relationships with God, with their self, with their wife, with their children and others. When you learn the skills to have a good relationship, it extends out to all your relationships, which is super powerful. Uh, wives and others, they're seeing the changes, commenting on those changes, appreciating those changes that these men are making, which again, that's not why we do it, but it's kind of a natural byproduct of what happens when we change ourselves and we're managing our emotions better, communicating better, bringing intimacy in a positive way. People notice it. We feel stronger, more confident. Guys are having increased intimacy and in their words, amazing sex. So you guys are getting there. And so for me, doing some work with my own attachment story has been really powerful. And then having great physical connections with my wife. Um, You know, things are just going really well right now for us. And uh, it's it's fun to see we're in an up right now, which is fun. Um, so what you're trying right now, right now, you're trying to get to where things are great all the time. And it's understandable. It sounds heavenly to always have everything great all the time, you know, where you've got the mental, emotional, and sexual intimacy, where you have great confidence. And look, there are good goals to have, and you can have those things. But Men often think that if it's not like that all the time, something has gone wrong. So they'll have a day that's better and a day that's hard. And they'll be like, this isn't right. Something that, you know, something bad's happening here. And so what happens is they start stressing out a lot when their wife feels unhappy or they're unhappy or their wife complains about them or about something. Okay. Maybe it's just about her work or the car or something. And then a lot of guys will take that on themselves. Like they have to fix that and make their wife feel better right away. Because again, it's that mindset of like, if we're not happy all the time, something's wrong. We're supposed to be happy all the time. Okay. Or when their wife says no to sex, because in their mind, she should say yes all the time. And if she doesn't, then something's gone wrong. Or their wife just in some way expresses any kind of displeasure about anything. They take that very personally and feel like they have to fix it because everything's supposed to be good and happy and right all the time. So they jump in, these guys, they try to fix it either in themselves or their wife. So if they're feeling unhappy, like, okay, I got to fix it. I got to get back happy. I, you know, if they're mad at something, I can't be mad. I got to, I got to get out of that. Uh, if they're sad, I, I got to get out of that. I got to be strong. And so, and then if their wife is complains about anything, they think they have to fix that complaint right away. Um, so she doesn't feel unhappy. It's this stressed out thing that happens when you think things need to be great every moment. Okay. What happens when you do this is it actually leads to more anxiety for yourself and for your wife. Because if you're always thinking, I've got to be happy all the time, we've got to have intimacy all the time, we can't ever fight, 
you know, it just creates this unrealistic expectation for you and also gives you extra stress when things do inevitably start going down. And we're talking about the ups and downs in marriage. You're going to have ups, you're going to have downs. Okay, so here's why this whole approach doesn't work. For one, you're generating higher anxiety by thinking things have to be right all the time. So that anxiety, first of all, doesn't feel good. And what we learn here is that when you don't, when your emotions are negative, people don't want to be around that. They're not attracted to that. If you're anxious all the time and insecure and upset because things aren't going well, your wife doesn't really want to be around that. She's not attracted to that. Okay. The other reason why this mindset doesn't work is having denial or fixing of negative emotions doesn't let them quote unquote process through you. Um, you know, emotions, the, the word itself means movement, you know, it's, it's chemical and, um, electrical things that are happening in your body. But if we try to push them away and don't allow ourselves to feel them and all the way through and kind of pass through us, you know, it's almost like, you know, it's a chemical and, and, um, neurological thing, these emotions and feelings, hormonal, right? All of that stuff's happening. But to me, I think there's also a spiritual element to this where that anger or sadness or whatever, it just has to kind of pass through us. There's something I've learned from doing work with multiple people. Um, it's kind of like a river, like there's energy flowing through us. It just has to flow through. We have to allow those emotions, let them be there, and then they can pass through. And then we can be in that joyful state again. So there's a book I've shared a little bit before. It's called, there's no such thing as a dragon. It's a funny book I read to my kids, um, but there's a, a kid and he has a dragon that comes into his room and it's like the size of a kitten. And so he's like, Oh, Hey dragon. He pets it. Um, so then he goes downstairs and his mom tells him, Hey, there's no such thing as a dragon. And so he's like, huh? Okay. So then he says the dragon's there. He's like, in his room and the kid says, Hey, there's no such thing as a dragon. So he starts ignoring it. And when he starts ignoring it, the dragon gets bigger. He eats the kid's breakfast. He grows so big. He like picks the house up, runs away with it. It's, it's funny. It's a funny book. But at the end, you know, the kid says to his mom, like the mom's like, there's no such thing as a dragon. And the kid's like, there is such thing as a dragon. Look, he's right here. And he pats him on the head. And when he does that, the dragon shrinks back down to a very manageable size. And so the message of the book is, you know, the mom's like, why did he have to get so big? And the kid says, I think he just wanted to be noticed. And really with our emotions, it's kind of like that. The more we ignore them, the bigger they get, the more havoc they cause versus if we just pay attention to them, help ourselves feel seen, safe and soothed, seeing, hey, I see that emotion, I'm feeling it. We name it, we feel it in our bodies, we deal with it appropriately, we let it pass through. Okay. When we do all that, it gets smaller. It gets more manageable. Okay. The thing, and if we just try to bury it, oh, I don't feel that. I don't feel mad. I'm, I'm fine. Right. It usually comes out in kind of weird ways. Either we start getting mad at all kinds of other stuff. Like if I'm mad at something at work, I can start getting mad at my kids and, uh, or my wife, um, or it can come out in explosions, right? We can bury it, bury it, bury it. And then all of a sudden one little thing happens and we just freak out. Okay. So that's what happens when we try to avoid or brush over or just fix our emotions right away. Um, so another thing that happens though is 
when we're talking about ups and downs, we're talking mainly about downs and how to manage those and manage like the, the frustration or whatever that comes with that. But the other thing guys will do is they'll kind of short circuit the wins. And so they'll have a great day with their wife. They'll really enjoy it. And then they'll be like, okay, well, I hope that keeps up. And you know, what's going to happen if she gets mad again? And they'll start just sabotaging their own happiness. So there's a, a book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. He talks about this where we sort of felt like this thermostat of how much joy we can tolerate. And so when we feel joy or happiness or whatever for too long, sometimes we'll bring in negative thoughts that will kind of bring us back down. It's like if our emotional thermostat's at 80 and it goes to like 85, we will then create some negative thoughts in our minds to bring us back down to 80. So that's another thing guys will do that's a problematic. So what do we need to do instead? What we need to do instead is realize that unpleasant and pleasant emotions, they're just part of life, right? There's good and bad in life. There's ups and downs. There's happy and sad. There's anxious and peaceful, you know, and for you, that's true. And for your wife, it's true. It doesn't mean anything's gone wrong. One day might be good. The other day might be rocky. It doesn't mean anything's gone wrong. Okay. The the other thing is too, you actually want and need some contrast in life to make it interesting. Um, one of the things that if you've listened to some of the other podcasts, we talk about turning conflict into more connection. It, in my opinion, you actually need some negativity. You need some of that anger, frustration, because it exposes things that need to get solved in your marriage. So that downtime actually creates like a little break in your marriage that can then be repaired by you reconnecting afterwards. So like those negative times can turn into more connection. Um, but also like if you were just, you know, sad all the time, that wouldn't feel good. If you were happy all the time, would that feel good? Probably, but you don't actually know. You can't really appreciate happiness unless you've had sadness, at least to a to a greater degree. The other thing that's true is that negative emotions or uncomfortable emotions actually bond people more than positive emotions. Like if you and your wife, for example, have gone through some sad times together, if you've gone through some fearful times together and you've come out on the other side, you're actually more bonded. It's like if you, you know, guys who go to war together have a much stronger bond than guys who, you know, go to an amusement park together. One's much harder, but the bond that forms in those hard times is stronger. So keeping that in mind too, remembering, hey, we're going to have some tough times, but us getting through that will actually make our bond much stronger. So appreciating that. So then also just noticing the emotions instead of saying, oh, I'm not mad or I'm not sad or whatever. Just notice it. Yeah, I am mad. Yeah, I am sad. Notice it. Just naming it. Lots of research on this calms the intensity of the emotion. Yeah, I do feel mad. Yeah, I do feel sad. What we talk about in the program is taking some breaths, naming it, feel it in your body, deal with it appropriately. Okay. So notice it without trying to fix it, without trying to make it go away. Just saying, yeah, it's there. Right? I am mad. I am sad. I am frustrated, whatever. The other thing you can do to help your wife feel seen, safe, and soothed, right? Feel better is notice them in her without trying to fix them or make them go away. So she's like, oh man, you know, I'm, I'm so mad at my work. Right. And you're like, and you're just like, yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense to be mad. Yeah. I can see that. I can see you're frustrated about that. Okay. And then you, instead of doing something like, 
oh, you're mad. Well, you know, you should fix it. Or, hey, here's some chocolate or whatever, right? Let it be seen first, okay? Manage your own emotions so you're not getting all anxious and worked up, which makes her actually feel unsafe with you if she brings to you some, some difficult or negative emotions. And then soothe. Yeah, it's okay to provide some comfort. Say, hey, like I'm here for you, right? But follow that sequence, right? Let her feel seen first. Then help her feel safe by you not getting anxious or freaked out. And then do something, let her know you're there and comfort her and that kind of thing. Okay. So, and that's why it works. You, you see the emotions in yourself or in your wife. You feel safe because you know your wife's emotions are okay. They're not going to hurt her. They're not going to hurt you. They're uncomfortable, but they're going to pass. Right. So that helps them feel safe. And also you not getting overly anxious or explosive or controlling about her emotions helps her feel safe versus if you want those emotions to go away quickly because you want to be comfortable again, she doesn't feel safe. Okay. And so she doesn't feel as open with you. You're not going to have as deep mental, emotional intimacy. You're not going to have as much sexual intimacy and then soothe. Right. So do something that helps you feel a little bit better. Do something that can help your wife feel a little bit better. And after you acknowledge it, you let it be there. Okay. A lot of times just being seen and acknowledged and like allowing emotions will be enough, right? You'll feel better just by doing that every now and then though. Yeah. You might want to, if you're still feeling really mad, go do some exercise or something like that to help that emotion come through you. So what this does when you help people yourself and your wife feel seen safe, soothe, it creates this sense of safety and security in the relationship with yourself which is where we want to start and with your wife. Okay. So that's what you do in those difficult times in the, in the positive times and the up times, right? Just let yourself enjoy them. Really feel them, show gratitude for it. Try to expand those feelings when you have them be grateful. And yeah, instead of being like, Oh, like what's going to happen next and kind of sabotaging your own happiness. So as a summary, ups and downs are normal, actually necessary and important in marriage. You know, they the downtimes help you appreciate the good times. They bond you. Okay, so there are little breaks that result in more connection. You know, I like to use the example of working out. You actually break your muscle fibers a little bit when you do that, and then they regrow stronger. You know, those conflicts, those hard times, if you will, repair after actually make your marriage stronger. So just understand, ups and downs are normal. Stop freaking out about it. Okay, just appreciate that that's going to happen. The more you try to fix your emotions or push them away, the bigger they get. Remember that story of the the dragon, right? It gets bigger and bigger. The more you say, oh, it's not there. It's not there. So the other thing that happens is, you know, when you're pushing away those emotions or trying to fix them right away, again, you feel less safe with yourself because you're not letting yourself be seen or safe and you're not managing your emotions well, and your wife and kids don't really feel safe with you either because you're trying to fix them or control them to get rid of that negative emotion for them so you can feel better. So instead, notice the emotions, name them, feel them, deal with them appropriately. Again, this helps you feel seen, safe, soothed, and create that secure relationship. And often just noticing them and being there with them, that's all you need, whether with yourself or with your wife. Yeah, I see that you're upset. I'm here for you. To yourself, yeah, I see that you're upset. I'm here for you. Okay. What do you need? Let yourself feel it. Okay. And then let yourself do something to feel better. Because some sometimes people will what's called buffer, and that means they will like have a negative emotion and like try to soothe it by eating ice cream or watching pornography or whatever. You do get a dopamine release and it does calm that emotion. 
however, it's, it's not a long-term fix, right? Because that sadness or whatever, it needs to be felt and seen and processed through you completely, um, to really be resolved. If you just keep masking, it's just going to come out stronger later. Okay. So see it, feel it, let it be there. Realize nothing's gone wrong. Same thing with your wife. Treat her that way. Nothing's gone wrong when you have ups and downs. And then when you do have those good moments, enjoy them. Let yourself enjoy them. Okay. So to do this, the skills you need is the ability to manage your emotions securely. To manage your emotions well. Just talked with a guy today that he said that's been one of his favorite parts of the program is that he's learning to do that better. And like this, we're talking about the emotional part of it, but there's a thought part of it too that we have to dig into and figure out what thoughts are we carrying around that are generating these emotions, okay? And do we need to adjust those? Or sometimes not, right? Sometimes we just need to feel sad and that's okay. Or sometimes we just feel mad and that's okay. You also need self-worth to allow yourself to enjoy the good moments. Some guys won't let themselves feel good because they feel they aren't worth it. Uh, they feel like there's, you know, they need to be ready for the next problem that comes up, that kind of thing. The other thing you need to be able to do is know that ups and downs are normal and how to manage those ups and downs without spinning. So this is what we learn really well in the program is how do you stay steady through the ups and downs that will happen in your marriage. And again, that helps you feel safe. That helps your wife feel safe. You know, women, typically have a little bit more ups and downs in their emotions. So if you can manage yours and you can be a safe place for hers, now you're a strong, attractive guy, right? If you're freaking out and trying to fix your emotions all the time, now you're not very strong emotionally and you're not very attractive because you're anxious and, and upset all the time. Okay. So you also need the ability to communicate well with your wife. So she feels safe in her emotions with you, being able to be with her in that instead of trying to fix it. So you can learn all this. We'll teach you all this in Strong Men, Strong Marriages. You come in, we're getting, you're going to be working every day for 90 days to build these skills. So they become habits. You know, we find your negative patterns, which is maybe like fixing emotions or freaking out when things aren't there, things aren't good. We're going to replace them with positive patterns, like being able to manage your emotions well. Then you're going to practice them so they become a habit. So that's what we do every day in Strong Men, Strong Marriages, and we'd love to have you. So come visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com apply to join. We'll let you know. We'll, you'll fill out an application. Then we'll get back to you with your best next steps about what uh, uh, what will work best for you. So come visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com. Apply to join. Stay strong, men. We'll see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.